Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. My name is Zachary Sexton, and today we have a special guest. His name is Jeff Sanders. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, thanks a lot. It's great to be here today. Great to have you. So, for a bit of background, Jeff Sanders is the host of the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast, which is designed to help you dominate your day before breakfast. Every week, he shares contents content about healthy habits, personal development, and rocking productivity. He says that on the podcast, and it sounds awesome when he does. Um, Jeff is a personal finance junkie, avid trail runner, and loves his morning green smoothies. So I've been listening to Jeff for quite some time, actually, ever since Asian Efficiency decided that we wanted to do a podcast. We, uh, we scoped out the competition, and if you search for productivity in the iTunes store, this podcast, the 5 a.m. Miracle, comes right up. So I listened just to, just to see what the competition was like and the competition's pretty good. Um, I, I've gotten so many ideas from Jeff Sanders from his both his podcast and his blog, jeffsanders.com. I, I actually barely knew where to start, but I guess since your show is called The 5 A.M. Miracle, my first question would probably have to be, how do you get up so dang early and, and, and why? It's a great question. Uh, 5 A.M. can be pretty painful if you're not really used to it. Um, I think for me personally, 5 a.m. kind of started a few years ago when I was looking for a way to exercise before going to work. And so I just, it was an experiment one day. I thought, I'll just get up early and see how it goes. And it went really well. And I got really hooked on the idea of doing an early morning workout. So that's kind of where the whole thing began. And then I started blogging about it and telling my audience like, hey, you know, wake up early. It's awesome. And, and people didn't think it was a good idea, but they understood the, the, the importance and the principles behind it. So I wrote a quick little ebook about it. And then I realized there was potential here for a foundation for what I could become. Uh, that 5 a.m. could really stand for something more than just an early morning. So that's where the, the podcast idea came in. And I always wanted to do my own, my own podcast. So I started my own show and used the 5 a.m. miracle as the foundation behind it from the sense and the perspective of being intentional with your time and saying that I want to wake up early because I have a lot of things I want to do, because I have goals, because I have you know, this, this time in the morning that I could be utilizing better. And if I utilize that, and if I optimize those few hours, I can get in a morning workout. I can read for work. I can get a lot of important, you know, work done, lays the foundation for the rest of my day. And so for me, I think it is miraculous to wake up early. And it's certainly miraculous to wake up early and do something that's really important. And that's what the 5A Miracle really is all about. Okay. So, so you wake up early and then all of a sudden you have amazing things to do? Or is this something that you need to plan and organize and sort of figure out uh, over over time? How, how did it look for you? Is it you just decided, okay, exercise is going to be my important 5 a.m. thing and it, and it just worked? Or were there any any obstacles in the way? Yeah, I think that for me in the beginning was all about exercise. And so I, I knew that I was, at the time I was doing a, a marathon, I was training for a marathon and I needed more time in my week to train. And doing it after work wasn't working for me. And I knew I needed to, some solidified, like guaranteed block of time that like, if I do this every single day, I can guarantee I'll work out. So that's where it started. And then after, I, you know, after the marathon was over, I realized I still enjoyed the early mornings. And I still wanted to get a lot of value out of that time. And so I intentionally planned time for reading, planned time for working on projects. 
it became just this solidified habit in my life because I was awake and I was you know, energized and I wanted to be awake at that hour. And if I planned my time out really effectively, I could get a lot out of that time, which like I said before, it laid that foundation for my day. Whether it was exercise or an important project, it didn't really matter as long as I was getting that really strong foundation that I would have such more success and more productivity because I started the day really early. Okay. Okay. Have, have you gotten any questions or, or any pushback from any readers or listeners saying, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a night owl. I don't, I'm not a morning person. Why do I have to get all my, my productivity and all my big tasks and all my exercise done in the morning? Why can't I do that at, at night or at the evening or in the afternoon or whenever, whenever my body feels a little bit better? Um, what, what do you usually respond to when, when you get a little push, pushback like that? Well, that happens uh, all the time. I imagine <laughs> <definitely>, so. <laughs> yeah, people love their late nights. And I, I'm definitely a fan of late nights. I'm not saying that you have to wake up at 5 a.m. to be productive. I think the, the point really behind 5 a.m. is intentionality. And so if you say to yourself that, you know, I'm going to get up because that works best for me and I'm going to plan my day because I know that my body will have the right energy cycles, that I'll have the right mental focus, uh, that's where the value comes in. And so if you are a night owl and your best mental focus and energy and productivity come between you know, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., then you should optimize that time and make use of it. Uh, but historically, the most successful people in history woke up early. That's just kind of the way that the average person works is that your brain is actually most alert and most ready to work probably one or two hours after you wake up. And for most people, that time is still early enough in the day that there's not a lot going on. It's got focus time. There's not a lot of distractions. Uh, no one else is really awake to, to bother you yet. So you can, if you wake up at sunrise or before sunrise, you can get a lot of work done when you're awake, when you're alert, when you're, you're doing great things. It doesn't, can't do that late at night, uh, but to be even the most consistent and to stick with that over the long term, most people get more done if they do that every single day early as opposed to late. Yeah, okay. Had to ask. I, I, I'm I'm actually uh, falling into the or attempting to fall into the the 5 a.m. work schedule. I've been talking to a lot of people who have been doing that early schedule, and it seems like there's a lot of benefits to it. The, mainly the ones that you just talked about. It just being a quiet time where no one else is awake, and you could really focus in on on some important projects that that you're you wouldn't have any other time for any 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 other part of the day. And a lot of those projects will be related to you. So for you, it was, it was physical exercise. And, and actually in your answer, you mentioned one thing, um, about having energy. And so I wanted to, to ask you about, because you, you actually have a, have a really good opinion on this, the importance of energy and, and energy management and productivity. You say you're a runner and you exercise daily and, and, um, and, uh, you have your, your morning green smoothies. So, uh, it seems like you you put a bit of importance on on your health and and you and how does that tie in with your energy and then and being productive? Well, the thing that kind of surprised me the most, I think, over the last few years, was how connected these concepts are. So, your health and your energy and your ability to get things done every single day are all very tightly woven together. So, if you want to be the most productive, what I have found is you also need to be extremely healthy. And you need to have a great diet, you need to work out, you need to drink a lot of water. And when you have a strong, let's say, early morning routine that focuses on energy, then the rest of your day, you're going to be more productive. Because if think of this just from an obvious standpoint, you know, when do you get more done? When you're really like, overly caffeinated and excited or when you're completely lethargic and exhausted? Like 
people who drink caffeine know that like they do so because they feel like it wakes them up. Well, the same thing can be said to having a green smoothie or going for a morning run or drinking a lot of water. When you have a really strong focus on energy and you know that you prioritize that before you begin your actual work for the day, then when you do begin work, you will have the mental focus, you'll have the energy you need. That energy can be sustained throughout the day, which means you're being productive for more hours throughout the day. So if you actually care about productivity and, and doing the, your best possible work, uh, from my perspective, you really have to care even more so about taking care of your body and your mind and your energy as your first priority in the day, which then leads to you doing your work later on. That's I, I've never heard it put exactly that way, and I and I really like the idea. At, at Asian Efficiency, we're a big fan of the book uh, "The Power of Full Engagement" by Tony Schwartz, and he has this pyramid of of basically your your life. And the base of the pyramid is your physical body, and so that's that's where we we first took the idea and, and really have run with it. And and it sounds like you've you've taken the same the same take and well, literally ran with it. Um, are are there any because making making all of these changes to your life at, at one time it can be a bit overwhelming in fact actually trying to start more than one or two major habits at a time will will often lead to to failure just because you it, it's too overwhelming to change too much of your life too quickly if any of our listeners were out there and and were saying, yeah, okay, I, I I buy into this concept. I'd like to have more energy so I can get more things done and, and you know, take more actions around my goals, uh, be a little bit uh, happier and, and, and more present. So I want to do that. But what's the one thing or maybe the two things that you, you think from your experience have been the highest leverage um, of things for getting energy management? Is it, is it drinking lots of water? Is it physical, vigorous physical exercise? Is it moderate physical exercise? What, what from your, your experiments and testing and iterating have you found to be the most valuable ways to get more energy from your body? I think the number one most important thing is sleep and it's so underrated. I think it's one of those things people think that they can squeeze out six hours or seven hours and they'll be okay when you really might need eight or nine or 10 hours a night to really be fully well rested, especially if you, if you're the kind of person who wants to work out, you also have to get sleep for your body to recover from that. And so for me, in order to get the most possible energy in my day, it has to begin the night before by going to bed on time. And so that's usually the first thing I tell people that if you want to start new habits, if you want to get up early, if you want to change your life, then tonight, go to bed. And do so very intentionally and schedule it and turn everything off, turn your computer off, turn your phone off, like just go to bed. And if you do that and you actually get some reasonable sleep and you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to feel a little bit better. And if you keep doing that day after day, you're going to feel that much better. Now, that's just the first step. Obviously, getting sleep, we all sleep every single day anyway, but the question of quality of sleep is, is, is very important. Mm-hmm. But after you get your sleep and you wake up early, the very next thing I re- recommend is hydration. Tons and tons of water, probably way more than you'd expect. Like I have a full liter of water right now in my hand that I drink multiple times a day. And it's extremely powerful to have the hydration there because it wakes up your body naturally from the inside out, uh, more powerful than caffeine will because there's no you know, side effects of that. You just feel better. And then if there's a third tip for having tons of energy, I would recommend what you mentioned earlier, this idea of vigorous exercise. Uh, if you do really hardcore, intense, it could be short periods of time, but really intense exercise, like 15, 20 minutes, that over time will give you more, much more of an energy boost. You're going to burn fat faster. You're going to feel better. 
Um, even though I'm a big fan of running marathons and doing longer, slower you know, workouts, the, the burst training or, or the real intense like Tabata style fitness uh, exercises, those are extremely powerful for having energy. And, and you combine that with a lot of great sleep and a lot of hydration. Uh, that's a real killer combo for feeling fantastic. That is some great advice. We'll definitely write all three of those in the show notes. So, so if people uh, don't, are driving in a car or on a run or something like that and want, want to remember those, uh, we'll, we'll put those in there. Those are a good one, two, three to energy management. I really appreciate it, Jeff. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, guess, I guess moving on. So you, you, let's say everyone now is officially uh, a miracle happened and we've got enough energy. One other thing that I, I noticed that you talk and also write about uh, on your blog is and in in, in your your podcast is the ability to get your important tasks done. So rather than you know kicking a bunch of pebbles, you want to move your your important rocks to use Covey's uh, analogy. Um, what? What are uh, how was that process for you? Because I know you actually had a bit of a struggle with it for some time, uh, doing doing maybe a lot of little unimportant tasks. And how did you go from there to to really focusing in on the most important tasks that you needed to get done every day to move your life forward? It's a really good question. I think that uh, for a long time, and I, I still have the tendency today, is to want to do all the little things first. So if I begin my workday at nine a.m. I may not actually begin my most important task until 1 p.m., but how is that possible? Well, most of us do this all the time because we fill our day with this filler activities. They could be important, but most of the time, they're not nearly as important as the big task that we know we, we're avoiding. And so for me personally, my tendency is to clean and organize things. So I'll you know, organize my room and I'll put away the dishes and I'll do things that you know, I feel like I'm being productive. And maybe I am, but I'm avoiding the thing that matters most. And so to make that shift for me was a very intentional one. I had to read a number of different books and, and listen to podcasts myself to, to really figure out like, how should I approach this and what's going to make the biggest difference? I think once I really realized just the value of doing the big stuff first, then I realized, yes, I can do the little stuff later in the day when maybe my energy is a little lower or I'm not as excited to do stuff. Like it, You can do the dishes when you're tired, but it's really hard to do super important work when you're tired or when you're not in the mood. And so for me, scheduling the big rocks early in the day is like my first major activity revolutionized the way that I got stuff done. And not only that, when you finish those big things, you feel so much better about yourself. You feel more confident. Like I definitely have this real sense of you know, success in my day. So in the little things I want to do later, they, they would get done anyway. So at the end of the day, I actually got more accomplished because I put the big stuff first. And that transition of, of becoming a person who does that, it's not the kind of thing you can do overnight without, without a plan. Because you really have to figure out, how does this work in my schedule? How can I guarantee that I'm not going to be distracted by the things that always tend to pull me away from my work? You have to know yourself and your tendencies, your weaknesses, and be able to overcome those obstacles. So it's a process, but having that as your goal will significantly improve how much more you can get done. Do you have any specific tactics for people that are uh, that may have that problem? Maybe you can just use your experience of of cleaning things up. I know a lot of people have uh, another uh, experience of of opening their email first thing and getting distracted by a little lot of little unimportant tasks that way. Do you have any specific strategies that you use to to really change your focus to, from okay, I am not doing that right now. I am focusing on this big project right now. I think the best strategy that's worked the 
like by far better than any other for me has been this idea around focused blocks of time. And I use that phrase because what you're what you're really doing is you're saying like, let's say between nine and ten thirty in the morning, it's my one ninety minute block of time, and I'm going to devote that to exclusive focus on one thing, which means everything else that could distract me, I'm going to intentionally turn off before nine a.m. So in this example, you might say, well, I'll turn off my phone, I'll turn off my email program, I'm going to lock the door so no one can find me. You know, I'm going to go to a new location, new environment if I have to, like go to the library or go somewhere where you can guarantee that no one's going to bother you and really be in a physical environment that guarantees exclusive focus on one thing. And when you have that going for you, it's impossible to be distracted because nothing else is happening. Nothing else can happen because it's just you and one task. And the first few minutes was a little bit hard to kind of get into it. But I find that once I'm into a task, the first five, 10 minutes into it, I want to keep doing it. And because there's nothing else distracting me, I work on it like crazy and I get a lot of progress done. And so I think when you can really design your environment to be as focus-centered as possible, it's impossible to fail at that point. You are so totally into your task that you can't fail at that point. Wow, that's that's a great strategy. I've I've used similar ones. And I, I find if if there's something that I've been kind of kicking down the can for a little too long, I'll just put it on my calendar. It'll be all right, 90 minutes of, of writing or of, of, of creating this video or, or whatever project I'm working on. And I, I felt that same thing that you did. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'd get to the appointment uh, and I'd be sitting there and, uh, you know, I'd be wanting to go into my email client or, or some other distraction, but I would just sit there and eventually Eventually, stuff started happening, and once after that that first minute or two, you just get in the flow, and and you and you get excited, and you and you get done with it, and yeah, scheduling them in the morning too is 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 perfect idea just to go along with your your um uh, your philosophy because that is when I find I have the most energy and and most willpower as well, and so that's a personal thing, but um I, I that's a that's a great plan, and I, I guess speaking of plans. How do you plan your week to be most productive? Well, my weeks are planned during my weekly review process, which I stole David Allen and his big things done system. Uh, the weekly review for me is extremely important. Probably the most important tactic that I use on a weekly basis to make sure that I am staying focused on, on, on a, a grander scale. Uh, so for me, I, that's when I, I plan my week during the review process. I figure out you know, what my objectives are for the week, when those are going to happen, um, what things are on my schedule now that I can delete or cancel or postpone or get rid of uh, to make that my big rocks are truly on my schedule. Uh, so I use a, you know, a variety of software tools, but really what I'm doing is I'm just asking myself really basic questions like, where am I right now? And what is absolutely the most important thing to get done in the next few days? And I make sure that I schedule those focus blocks of time for those activities so that I can't miss those things. So by the end of the seven-day period, ready to do it again, I can look back at my previous week and know for certain that I got the things done that mattered most. And that it takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of planning. I spend a lot of time working at my calendar and my task manager to ensure that I'm constantly deleting things that are in my way or getting rid of things that could distract me because I'm very good at writing things down. But that becomes extremely you know, burdensome when you look at this list and like, oh, there's so much to do. But really, there's not that much to do right now. It's usually a lot to do over the long haul. But in the next few days, it's usually a very small list. As long as I can focus on those things, then my week overall will end up working out very well. When you first started planning your week and doing the weekly review uh, from from the getting things done method, did you find, and you're, you're planning your week, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z on Monday, 
uh, QRS on Tuesday. Planned out your week, and you're you're excited. You're you're ready to to rock. And come Monday. Oh, one of those important things doesn't get done. Then come Tuesday, you, you missed another one, and 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 Wednesday, you're even further behind. Has something like that ever happened to you? And and uh, if so, how did you deal with it? Happens all the time. <laughs> even though I'm really diligent about my schedule, yeah, things happen. Uh, it, schedules are flexible. There's no way that I, I used to have a schedule in the past that was extremely rigid, and I was very disciplined with it, and it lasted about 30 seconds because. The reality is real life is a flexible thing and, and, and things change all the time. And so my goals for the week are goals. They're not guarantees, even though I'm, you know, at this point in my life, I'm, I am very productive and I do usually get everything done. I want to get done when they get done, though, changes all the time because I, I have to keep my schedule as fluid as possible to ensure that whatever is most important today gets attention, which what's important today may not be the thing I thought was going to be important. And I'm OK with that. But I think that when you when you do get behind schedule or, or behind your intended schedule, then you really do have to just say, well, let's let's go back to the the drawing boards here and let's redo my week. You know, if it's Tuesday afternoon and my entire week's already messed up, then I will do another weekly review on Tuesday afternoon to make sure the rest of my week will now be redone and rethought through. Because it, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get those things done you want to get done. But if you're willing to be flexible and fluid about how you approach your schedule and your time then generally speaking, you will end up doing the things that matter most as long as you're intentional about what you're doing every day. So I guess specifically, and this is a selfish question because it happens to me quite often. So let's say you're on Tuesday and uh, it, you got behind, life happened, and you're not where you'd like to be on your planned week. I like to plan my week on Sunday. So you say you're going you're gonna to redo the schedule, to do a whole uh, um, a new weekly review would you take the time boxes that you had uh, had previously put and just relabel them? Like, okay, well, instead of this, I'm going to be doing this. Instead of this, I've got this appointment. Is it that? Is it that detailed? Yeah, I mean, if if my schedule really did get thrown off by that much, then I would literally start over from scratch because it, usually there are things that are urgent or things that are scheduled that you really can't redo. Um, but it's an appointment that you know you have to meet or something. Those tend to happen regardless. But if you have a project to work on that maybe has a, a, a flexible deadline or you have something you, just, you want to work on but actually have to work on it, those things tend to get bumped immediately. So when I look at my schedule, it's always that question, kind of like the, uh, of Covey's uh, four quadrant system where he has, you know, quad one are things that are urgent and important and quad two are things that are not urgent but important. And I'll think of all my tasks and, and that philosophy. So if something really is urgent and I really do want to get it done, then it, it gets first priority in my calendar and everything else has happened in the margins around those things. And if that means I have to redo my whole calendar and have a whole new set of quad ones, a whole new set of urgent things to, to schedule, then I'll redo it completely and I'll put those things on the calendar and everything else just will get bumped. And uh, so, yeah, I do start from scratch. If that's the case. Okay. And, and my next very uh, specific to me question, but I think other people might have had the problem as well, is you say... Okay, the the my schedule got plan uh, got got thrown off, you know. Oh well, uh, that's that that's what happens. 
What if you have a harder time with that? What if you, if uh, maybe week after week, you find that, uh, well, man, I'm still continually missing um, my my intended stated goals, and I'm starting to feel bad about it. What do you have any suggestions for for either not feeling bad or or better estimating your projects so you can um, you can avoid this problem altogether? I've heard before, I think it was from Chris Brogan, who said that he schedules 40% of his day in order to allow for flexibility to happen for the rest of the day, which I think is a really good philosophy in the sense that most people are really good at overbooking their schedules. Like It's so easy to say yes to everything, but the more important thing to say most often is no. So if you're asked out to have coffee with a friend, say no, or, or say no to a new possible you know, meeting with somebody, or say no to a new idea that you had in your own head today. Most of the time, the reason why we get off schedule is because we said yes to too many things. And I have the same tendency all the time. My schedule looks overbooked, which is why I love the, the weekly review process, because I get to go through and get rid of all those ideas that are not my absolute best use of my time. And so that's the real, the real, the hardest part here, the one that's the most subjective and most difficult is you have to decide for yourself what truly is important and what truly can wait. And when you're able to decide you know, what can wait, then all those things get pushed aside and your schedule frees up right away. And the only things that are left in your schedule are things that truly matter a lot to you. So yeah, it could mean that by the end of the week, you didn't get done as much as you wanted to, but that's, sometimes that, that's, that's the answer though. Like You don't have a million hours a day, you have 24 hours a day. So you can only get done a certain amount, but plan for it accordingly and make sure that things that really matter are on your calendar and everything else just set aside, have a list for it. And when you have time for it, then you can go tackle that for sure. All right. Well, well, thank you for for not saying no to me. Then, so. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> um, so I've got two really quick questions before I get into the, my final three questions, which will be about a book, a resource, and a frog. But my two quick questions, just out of pure curiosity, uh, I have to ask: What's with bananas? You seem to like them. <laughs> I do actually. I, I just right before this uh, this interview, I had twelve bananas for lunch. So, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I do love bananas, and um, I think it, it stems from kind of my my nutritional journey I went through a few years ago when I became a raw vegan. And one of the key things I learned was just the power of the banana, which is that bananas are kind of nature's magical fruitness, and like you know, not so not so many beans, but bananas really are amazing because. There's so many things about them that are awesome. Um, I love, love them because they provide tons of energy. They're easy to eat. They're very cheap. I like the taste of them. Uh, they, you know, they're awesome for running marathons with. Uh, so I find them to be kind of the best go-to food all the time. They're, they're very low in fat. They're obviously very healthy. Um, most people love bananas. You can buy them year-round. They're always in season. Uh, so it's impossible for me not to love bananas because they're just so amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of made them a staple in my diet a long time ago, and now I buy them by the box when I go to the store. I literally get 40 pounds of bananas at the same time, and, uh, and that's just kind of what I eat most of the time. And so, I, I mean, today, for example, I eat a total of 20 bananas in the day. Uh, it, when I'm doing marathon training, it could be more as 30 or 40 a day. kind of just depends on what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, I think bananas really are nature's best fruits. So embrace them, love them, eat them like crazy. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind when I'm in the uh, the produce section. And another, maybe a little bit more unusual thing that you do is getting inverted. I was wondering what what the benefits to that are. Yeah, inversion for me is a little bit new. I started it about three or four months ago. Um, I was watching some videos online of a, of a doctor that I really uh, admire, and he's been doing inversion for 40 years, 
where basically he just hangs upside down for about 10, 15 minutes a day, about you know, twice a day usually. And the benefits around inversion is generally geared towards people who have uh, like chronic back issues, which I mean, I had back problems a few years ago, but that basically was eradicated as I began doing more exercise and, and running marathons. But uh, I still have really enjoyed the process of upside down. I found it to be really uh, relaxing, really helpful. Uh, it's great. It's like a post-workout kind of stretching activity. But then I also found that inversion is also really great for productivity, which is kind of ironic because I didn't see that coming. But what happens is that you know, where the blood in your body flows to is where your body is giving attention to. So if all the blood rushes to your head, then your brain gets all the oxygen and all the nutrients. And so your brain, for at least for an hour or two after inversion, your brain's very alert and very awake. And I found that I can get a lot done after hanging upside down for a little while. And so it's a very unique kind of strategy to be healthy and productive. but. I think it's worked out really well. That's that's interesting. That that makes me feel good. I uh, randomly decided to learn the skill how to walk on my hands, and so I'm practicing right. by doing just handstands for now. And I, I do. I what I've been doing is putting them in between time blocks. So I'll work for 25 or 50 minutes, and then I'll I'll give myself a break. And during that break, I usually get inverted. So it's good to know that there might be some productivity benefits to that. That's uh, that's that's neat. So. Um, since since uh, we could probably go on talking productivity forever, but I just wanted to end with three questions that, that I know our listeners will find valuable. And the first one is, what book have you read recently that you've gotten a lot out of? So it could be productivity related, could be any other area of your life, but uh, a great book that you've rec- read recently that you've, you've gotten quite a bit out of. I think the, the absolute most like transformative book I've read in the last few months was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, which definitely is a book about productivity. It's uh, certainly related to the idea of getting things done more effectively. Uh, that book was one that I postponed buying because I thought that I understood what it was about based on the title. Like I thought it was about simplicity and having just one thing. What I realized was that it's so much more than just the idea of having one thing to work on. It, it's an entire mindset and a, and a lifestyle choice, really, to prioritize something above all else and really committing to the idea that you're going to have a focus time block, that you're going to have a priority for the day. They're going to ask yourself that question, like if nothing else got done today at all whatsoever, what one thing would make all the difference in my entire life? And a, a profound question when you really take it seriously and dig deep with it and apply it to every area of your life. Like I found that concept to just resonate in so many areas of life and it's caused me to make a lot of different you know, choices with my schedule and changing the way I approach my day. And so if you really want to be seriously productive, I mean, that book to me is now, it's, it's a must read. It's absolutely critical to, if, to really understand the value of prioritization and committing to one thing and, and saying no to everything else. Wow. That's been on my to read for a while. I think you just bumped it up with that recommendation. Um, my, so the next question would be, what tool or resource have you found recently or that you use that, that helps you be more productive? I think my go-to resource is my task manager, which is Nosby, uh, which is a GTD-based task management system. Uh, it's, you know, it's available on all kinds of platforms. You can get it on, on Mac or iPhone, iPad, Windows, BlackBerry. It's on Android devices. Uh, but it's basically a software tool that allows you to organize your entire life uh, with lists and tasks and scheduling everything. Uh, it is my go-to resource for my entire day to schedule out what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it. Um, you know, all the details around every task that I do is, is built into Nosby. So, you know, literally, like when I do a weekly review, the weekly review is primarily based in Nosby. So I'm going through the system and looking at all my lists for all my projects, 
what I'm going to do, what the next action is, what the priorities are. And it is my absolute favorite system to use. I've used dozens or maybe hundreds of these things in the past. And this is the only one that has truly stuck with me for a long time. And so I think if you're going to have kind of one go-to system, I think a GTD-based system is definitely a priority for me. Uh, but Nosby has been my favorite of all of those. Great, great. Well, we'll definitely put a link to that in the <clears throat> in the in the show notes. And we're uh, big fans of OmniFocus here at Asian Efficiency. But for people who do not have uh, Mac or or iPhones, Nosby is is a is a, a massive recommendation that that we that we have definitely played around with it in the past and, and can see its value. Um, and so let's let's go on to our last question. What What's a frog you have have to eat or have eaten recently? And and I we get this idea from Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog. And a frog is either a big thing that's going to take a lot of energy or something that might not be so big, but I just really don't like doing it. So are there any frogs currently in your life? I think I, I just finished up, or I'm finishing now, with a, a major frog, which from last week I launched my first product based on productivity. And I think that uh, it was so much more <laughs> all-encompassing than I thought it was going to be. I think it's one of those things where you take on a project and you assume it's going to be a certain amount of work. And then you find out in the middle of it, oh, no, no, it's way more than I thought it was. And so I think it, launching a product in, in and of itself as an entrepreneur is just, it's, it's a good thing to do. And it's definitely profitable and it's helpful and it's, it's, it's great to do. But man, you got you to gotta earn it. You got to really work for it. And so it's been a lot of fun to do, and I'm making tons of changes to the way I, I do my business now and the way I operate. But yeah, I think that uh, launching a product is, is a great thing to do, but it has been a, a beast of a thing to tackle for sure. Yeah. Could you talk about that, your product a little bit? Sure. Yeah. It's called 47 Strategies to Insanely Productive, a rockin' self-assessment to get more done. So basically, it is a self-assessment. The goal of, of the product is to figure out areas of your life where you are being productive and areas where you're not. And then there are action steps associated with each of the strategies to figure out how to implement the strategy and, and how to improve your life in those areas. And so it, it, it tackles nine different areas of life, everything from you know, laser focus to health and fitness to personal development. And so you can figure out kind of, you know, with, with, with a number, with an actual assessment you know, score, how well you're doing these areas so you know what to focus on in life going forward. And I think it's, it's for the people who've used it so far, they've really done a lot of it. It seems to be pretty helpful. I know that for personally having a resource to go to to tell me kind of here's where I stand right now and here's how I, I could improve. I, I find those tools to be very, very helpful. That's why I created it in the first place because I love to have that kind of a, a real self-assessment to know where I stand. That that sounds like an extremely useful tool, especially if you're you're just starting out and trying to become more productive. Knowing where you stand in all the different areas of your life uh, that just seems like something that uh, that would be very important to do, especially starting out. So we will definitely link to where you can get to, to get those resources in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you, Joe. You gave us a lot of food for thought and 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 talked to us, to us more about bananas than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> but where can our listeners find out more about you if they want to connect or have any more questions? Yeah, sure. So you can find a podcast, uh, The 5 a.m. Miracle, on iTunes, or like I mentioned earlier, my blog and home base and all my stuff is at sanders.com. All right. Well, I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode with Jeff Sanders. And if you'd like to dig deeper, we have a lot of the dis the topics we discussed here in the show notes. And you can find those show notes on theproductivityshow.com backslash 13 or theproductivityshow.com backslash Jeff 
Sanders. And if you've got any questions for us or the show, please email us at podcast at asianefficiency.com. Or if you want to support the show, go to iTunes and subscribe. It really helps us out. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about optimizing your productivity, visit us at asianefficiency.com. 